say winning ain't everything. Well, we don't have them type conversations over here, man. Had that conversation with the losers. We're trying to win at everything we do. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978. The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great. 45, 42 Prescott, that's where I'm from. Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums. As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat. In my own lane, though. Far from where they crashing that dumb bar graduate. The game out of mass it. Served in the Navy, look. Y'all don't know the half of it. Pops passing no one. Moms passed last year. I know they up in heaven smiling down, crying mad tears. Cause they saw I'm making it. No telling where I'm taking it. My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it. Coach that ranked high in 15 in one state. Seen the fork in the road and went straight. I know what I'm worth, I'm OG King Kirk, Brooklyn Nets gaming crew legend, let's work. Welcome to OG Two Cents, this is OG King Kirk speaking. Uh, today this is my first episode, and basically I want to talk about something that's been going on in the community uh, for I guess the last couple seasons, as far as like the understanding about what it, what it does it take to get drafted for the NBA 2K League. You know, basically, throughout the years, you know, dating back from 2015, from the birth of the MPBA and the WR, you know, that was basically the, the two powerhouse competitive scenes. And basically where all the amateurs got a chance to brush up their talent and compete against the best. Now, over the years, you know, now that we had a 2K league, you know, it's, it's pretty much known that the MPBA and the WR and some of the upcoming leagues are basically where you needed to play to display your talent, you know, no matter if you got into the draft pool or not. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people look at what they call a buddy-buddy system or, you know, I, I guess I read lately it was about, uh, the, you know, leagues monopolizing everything and different stuff like that. And like I said before, a lot of the leagues were, were free in the beginning. So it was never about money. It was just about the, the love of the game and, you know, just the, the passion of, of playing 2K. So, like, uh, you know, it's just like those leagues are, are used like college, so to speak. Um, it's, a, you know, the prelude before you get to the league. And I think now it should be understood that, you know, it's not the, a perfect system that we have. I think uh, I think pretty much a lot of people would be in agreement about that. But basically, it's the only system we have, so it's what we have to use. You know, you can play the game casually. Uh, you can you know be a, a combine warrior, and you know, and all of that. But if we never get to see players. You know, play against the best. What what do we have to gauge? You know, like what can we compare it to? Um, you know, we all know it's a difference between casual and competitive. You know, for me, this uh, some simple steps that I think that everybody, you know, every up and coming player should go by is is you know, build your resume, and then building your resume is pretty much, you know, make sure you have a, a active you know, Twitter account that that has your gamer tag and, and has uh, different, 
accolades or different things that you've done in every league that you played upon. Don't you know? Don't don't let the community dictate what you do. You know, you don't get drafted together. You only you know you get if you if you able to get drafted, you get drafted by yourself. So basically, you, you know, you shouldn't let the opinions of others dictate what you do and what you don't do. You know, like I said, you know, put your accolades in and post uh, screenshots. I, I've told people screenshots of daily program newspapers. If it, how do we know what you're doing if we never see it? And, that, and that's the big, you know, the big misconception is, you know, now obviously if the games don't count or it's not during, uh, you know, league play or tournament play, of course those are going to get frowned upon. But, you know, you have to get into those leagues and get into the seasons and get into the tournaments, um, you know, in order to get that type of recognition. And, and sometimes it's not always uh, about whether you win or whether you, you lose. You know, it's, it's, it's how well did you play? I mean, it's a team game. You know, you can only do so much as an individual player. Um, you can't make an impact one way or the other. It's not always about scoring points or, or doing anything like that. But, you know, basically, you know, post, like I said, post screenshots, um, build, you know, build up your resume through what, what you do in leagues and in tournaments. Like this past season, uh, post pre-draft, we had an opportunity where, where top-tier leagues open up their platform. Uh, for weekly tournaments on both consoles. So that was another big venue, amongst others. But I'm saying they rose um, to the occasion for pre-draft. And, um, you know, those are those are the type of advantages that you need to, you know, you need, you need to adhere to them and you need to use them and utilize them. Plus in that, you know, they're, like their motto is a league for the players, tournaments for the players, by the players. And basically you'll be competing I guess, you know, pros, ex-pros, ex and some of the, you know, top-tier talent that didn't make it into the, the league, you know, years prior. Um, I think uh, I had mentioned earlier about, like, the buddy-buddy system where, you know, I, I've always been torn in between it because I've been around for a while. And, like, I've seen players who, who wasn't – they didn't have a big name and they wasn't a part of it any system or anything. You know, they came on the scene, you know, they they, they, they made their presence known, build their reputation up, and then some of the some of these players that, that stand tall today, uh, that you would consider in the buddy buddy or, or whatever, you know, they earn they keep. And uh it's a it's a slew of players like that. And uh, and you know they most of the time your your play is what's gonna dictate everything. I don't care what you tweet. I don't care how cool you are with somebody, who you playing with, or anything like that. I mean, it's all about can you play the game. You know, that's the first thing that's going to get you, you know, on the map is can you play. And, um, the you know, the positions that doesn't always matter. Of course, we always know that the PG and the center is two of the most impactful positions beyond you know, sharps and power forwards and, and lockdowns and things of that nature. But, I mean, it's just how well do you do what you do? And uh, I've seen players who, you know, a lot of them get a bad rap, um, but they, they, you know, they, they want to win. And they're competitive. And, and a, a lot of things come with that. 
Um, you know, some players are quiet and get the job done. Some players are loud and get the job done. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's about what, what can you do? The other thing is about, you know, building connections and, and getting to know top-tier players, mid-tier players, and even, even the lower-tier players. I mean, we, we all, you know, have to start from somewhere. But, you know, getting to know players and, and getting to know GMs and coaches. And, you know, sometimes you have to make that sacrifice. Uh, I know when the league was first starting out, uh, I attended every event that every team had. And, um, you know, and I, and I thought it was a great, a great opportunity to meet players and meet coaches and, and GMs that, you know, mainly the players that over the years that I've known, you know, which seems like an eternity at that time, but just to be able to meet and conversate with them and talk in person and, you know, share, share my gratitude as, as, as well as they did to me and, you know, and LT and Big West and everything like that. But, you know, let's let's put a face with a, with a gamer tag. Let's put a personality with a gamer tag. Um, you know, we can't, we can't, we got to stop making excuses, you know, period. Because it, it, all of us who strive to be in the league and some of us, those who are still striving to be in the league, you're going to have to make a sacrifice somewhere down the line. I mean, I live in, you know, I'm living in New York half the year, and I, I have kids still back here in Ohio. So, you know, it, it's it, everything comes at with a cost. It's just about how much are you willing to pay. I mean, if you, you know, every player that, that I've seen that, that go through the journey, yeah, they had jobs, they had kids. They had other responsibilities, but you know they chased after their dream, and they, and they made it. They made it a reality, and that's pretty much what it comes down to. You know, if you're somebody right now that's out there, and you feel like you know nobody knows who you are, you you feel like you're getting overlooked or it's favoritism or anything like that. Is you know you have to ask yourself what what have you done? Like what have you done to truly stand out? You know, here we are going into season three, and it's players that played season one, and then when season two came around, they 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 wasn't in the league, and then now some of those who set out after uh, sitting, you know, after not participating in season two, they they were hungry, and I'm sure a lot of those players will be making a run and be back in on season three, and uh, and I'm sure that that's that that type of re revolving door is going. It's going to keep going on because let's not mention that, you know, once you do everything that it does take to get to the league, you know, you have to stay there. You have to you have to work harder to stay there. Um, and, that, you know, that and that goes for every that goes for all involved. Uh, we can't just be happy with the thrill of making it to the league. And, and that's it. Like, I think after a while, nobody's going to be above, you know, getting cut or or. Not you know, not getting retained, not getting protected, not getting redrafted. Like you, you know, it, it's that's just the harsh reality of it. I mean, that's why you have to, you know, hold on to this opportunity that we have because at this moment, out of the millions that play two K, and out of the thousands that have shown interest in trying to become a pro, there's only hundreds, a hundred, <laughs> and, and you know, twenty plus that are they're able to say that they're a pro. 2K player. 
So I think, you know, with that kind of, you know, with those kind of numbers and, and, and the people that are striving to make the league every year, you know, you definitely have to stay on top of your game and, and, and keep working and don't, and don't be satisfied. You know, only one team is going to win, but, you know, you have to work every day to keep your job. You know, so it's like, you know, like I was saying, is this basically if you if you feel shunned out, you really have to look at yourself. Stop crying on Twitter. You know, stop stop crying in the DMs. You know, st- you know, stop tagging everybody like like you really don't truly grasp what's going on. Like I said, our system is 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 far from being perfect, and I think it's something that the league strives for every year to improve. And uh, you know, and I'm gonna keep supporting that. I mean, because it's not it's not easy. It's not you. You're never gonna satisfy everybody in 2K. I mean, you know, that that even starts with our game. Like, nobody, everybody, you're going to have half that's, that's satisfied with the game, and then you have a, another half that's not. Like, you know, the numbers flip all the time. You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, uh, <laughs> Comp said numerous of times is, you know, we have to play the game that's in front of us. And then doing that, you know, everybody has to just excel at it. I mean, you know, crying... Crying about it is not going get to get us anywhere. Um, you know, that goes for the same in retail and the, and the same, you know, during the league, you know, during the season. I mean, you, you have to play what's in front of you. And uh, I think that's critical to it all. I mean, you know, I, I look and I, I've been reading on Twitter and seeing everything that, that's been going on, like I said, the last week or so. You know, you have to... Take, take, you know, it's not the end all. You know, if you make, if you make the draft pool one year, and you don't get drafted or anything like it's, it's you don't give up, like you don't quit. You know, it goes back to like me and LT participated in the first season for a short stint with a lead team, and you know we didn't have a big role or or a major impact like we wanted to, to and we didn't stop. Like we just kept doing what we were doing in the beginning. And we said if it was meant to be, then it, it, would, it would be. And, um, you know, that's just the type of faith that we had. And, you know, we didn't take anything for granted. And we didn't slack on it or nothing like that. Uh, we just stayed with it. And, uh, and, and that's really the mindset and attitudes that I, I, I really wish that the 2K community would have as a whole. Because at the end of the day, you know, for the most part, everybody's competitive at the higher level and the pro level. But, you know, we all want to, you know, see see others succeed one way or the other. Yeah, it gets testy. I mean, that's sports. You know, I don't think uh, you've never been in a competitive environment if it doesn't get a little testy here and there. But at the end of the day, most of the time, it's, it's all love. And... You know, we root for for each other, and you know, we dap it up and and keep it moving. I mean, because they you know that's the type of a nature that exists in in any type of competitive sport or anything like that. So, I, I truly think that you know that that's the way it should be. Uh, you know, I I really like I said, I want everybody to really have a full understanding that, like I said, you know, playing in the amateur leagues in the tournaments. You know, it's not uh, 
it's, you're not paying an arm and a leg to participate in most of the events. And really, the, you know, even leading into that is what you want to do is find some stable individuals that have basically the same attitude and mindset you have in trying to pursue the league. And so you can, you know, stay consistent with playing and, and getting better and having that continuity together to be able to display your talents at a high level. Uh, I think we witnessed that during pre-draft when, you know, it was a group of guys who played together basically in all of the league events. And pretty much most of those guys will probably be hearing their name called, you know, on February 22nd. And it, it's, it's, you know, we have to throw that pride and ego to the side sometimes in order to accomplish the goal that you're trying to, you know, obtain. I mean, and I think, you know, we got to, you, you know, you know when you're playing with people and playing with players that are, are about winning and about getting better. Uh, because they're willing to do whatever it takes to win. You know, you can tell when somebody, you know, when a PG is not passing or, you know, or, or, or anything. Like, you can tell when people are playing for numbers. You know, you, you can see that. And, and at the end of the day, you won't, you won't win. Uh, you won't win a lot of games like that. Or you won't win the big games like that. You know, I've watched over the years where you have, you know, a, a PG like Fab that, that can dominate the game without even scoring. And, uh, you know, if, if, you know, those are the type of players that, that ultimately we look at as, as some of the greatest that, that, you know, that play the game and because they're about winning. And, and that's truly when you, like I said, when you get to the league, winning is, is the most important as far as when you get on that stage, you know, because winning equates to, to dollars. And, you know, every I don't know anybody that, that's striving to make the lead to, to not win and not get any money. And uh, I think that's enough. That, that should be enough to want to change your mindset, at least in that aspect of it. You know, um, you know, outside of that, when we talk about we we always talk about this, <laughs> this word that, you know, got thrown around a million times. You know, in the first season about marketability. I mean, basically, it's a market for everything. It's just a matter of who wants to market you. Like, what? Like, what do you have that's appealing and attractive that that organizations see value in you? You know, what that goes with personality. Uh, you know, how how your image and how you're portrayed and. You know, how you project it and, you know, the angles that you take to achieve the attention that, that goes into who you are. And I think that's something that's been totally uh, misleading at times. Like, it, it goes into a whole other word that we say toxic. And, you know, that the to- it's such a fine line with the, with the toxic word. I mean, basically, you know... It's some players who are emotional and they express it. And, um, you know, it, that's just how it is. Now, I mean, I, I, me personally, I've never even pretty much used the word toxic because I know most of the time from what I, t- what I see is that a player that you watched it, you may quote unquote say is toxic. If you played with them and you truly got to know them, 
and understand who they are as a person, you probably wouldn't say that. You know, anybody watching from the bleachers, you know, can can say anything. They, you know, it's um, one of those things, uh, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear uh, type things. Like, you know, it from afar, it can, it can look like anything. But if you get up close and really get to see it and, and hear it and understand it, it's something totally different. And uh, me personally, you know, after experiencing some, you know, a season like that, I, I mean, I, w- I want players that, that show some some care and some charisma and, and some and some attitude that's, that's obviously projected the right way. And when I say the right way, it just means, you know, nothing out of bounds or disrespectful uh, to the point that, it, it, it creates unwanted attention, uh, but it, but you you need that fire. And you, as I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's a whole different vibe from sitting and playing the game at your house, and versus being on the stage and your opponent is right across from you, and, and is going to do and say anything to try to throw you off your game. So you you know you need you need that energy to to sustain for the whole game. And because uh, most of the time, you know, 2K is a is a is a momentum game, and as well as when you compete in live, if you add that, you know, the fact that it's a momentum game, and then the impact of the trash talking and the crowd and, and everything like that, you know, you're gonna need all, all you're gonna need all the energy you can you can have. And uh, I think you know I think that's important. So like I said, it, you know, crossing the lines of really trying to figure out what's between passion and toxic. Um, I think I pretty much touched on you know the initial thoughts of the, the amateur scene. You know, as far as getting into the pro scene, the buddy buddy, uh, the markability, the toxic, and then the other thing is as far as like um, you know I see, like when we talk about Twitter. I mean, I you know, I remember a time where that we all we had was Facebook, and when you want to say toxic, if you think Twitter is toxic now, you have no idea what toxic is if you if you wasn't in the Facebook chat and and in the groups. As a matter of fact, the MPBA Facebook page still exists. I think it's like eight thousand people, close to eight thousand people in there, or something like that. And, and I'm telling you, when you had a bad game, you, you know, you felt it. Probably your whole family felt it and, and beyond. I mean, it was uh, no holes barred. Uh, you know, just take your head off. And uh, I, you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm not alone when I say this, I'm sure. Like, I, I miss those days because now, you know, people are caught in between whether they don't know how to be. You know, we don't know if we seeing the real of somebody or we seeing the fake. You know, luckily for me, when I came on the scene, I, I mean, I played a lot, but I realized my calling after a while was more like, you know, organizing and running and operating leagues and tournaments. But, you know, I pretty much been the same person from the start. And, you know, most most can't say that. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's, it has to be some type of growth somewhere in between there. 
Like, I mean, you know, of course, uh, nothing stays the same. If it does, it's probably not any good unless it's something that was great from the beginning. And we all know that most of the time that's uh, that doesn't always, ha you know, that things doesn't always happen like that. You're lucky if it does. So basically what I'm saying is like, yeah, mo most of the kids and young adults that I see now that's, that's still playing or that's in the league or that's been in the league for the duration, you know, they were kids when they started competing at the amateur level. And um, now they've, you know, grown into young adults and, and some, you know, make, make changes. I mean, it, in life, that's what happens. That, that's, you know, that's a, really a big sign of growth more than anything. And uh, I think that's something that that shouldn't be shamed upon. Like, I mean, who, want, who, want, who wants to stay the same forever? You know, obviously, you know, here we are going into the third season. If I'm somebody who's been trying to make the league since the first season, and I've been the same person before the league started, and now I've been the same person since the league started. I haven't got anywhere close to where I want to be. Why would I, you know, why would I not want to make some type of changes? And, uh, you know, that's why I say, you know, I said it earlier, mentioned it earlier, like you can't let people in the community, you know, dictate who you are and, and, and where you're trying to go. I mean, because if you do that, um, you know, I think I, I had, it goes into, I read uh, something, I think it was a couple of days ago, where basically if you, once you start letting people dictate your thoughts and everything like that, they basically, they control you. You know, you're no longer yourself. And I, and I think that's, you know, that's where we, that's, that's the state of where we at right now, is that people are scared to, probably, you know, terrified of opening up and really being who they are. It, it takes, it, it, you know, it takes a few strong players in, in the community to, to, to let people know it's okay to be who you are. You know, I've seen players blossom. Um, I mentioned Fab before, but I mean, you know, like Fab, we used to think he was a robot because we never seen or heard from him or anything like that. And, you know, he, he blesses his coach, Rico, all the time about, you know, his growth and development as a person, not, you know, forget the part about playing the game. You know, he's helped them tremendously as a person off off the stage and everything like that. And and now, you know, we see a lot from Fab and we, we hear a lot from Fab. And, you know, we, you know, I mean, he, he makes Twitter, you know, an interesting, an interesting place to be at times. And, uh, and that's cool. And and that's what we should be doing beyond just the, the game aspect of it is is you know help, helping each other grow, you know not being not being scared that somebody a uh, uh, pass you up because maybe they're better at you in, in certain phases of uh, trying to become a better player or you know a better asset to the league or different things like that. Um, I think we you know we got a chance to witness. Uh, it's tremendous growth. I throw some examples out here where basically I saw where like Slay didn't make the, the league the first season. And, and he went in post draft and he kept playing. He YouTube, he twitched, um, you know, got his numbers up and everything like that. And he made his presence known in, in those spaces. And, and, and then lo and behold, season two, he, you know, he's in there. And, that, and that's the type of approach that you need to take. That's the type of attitude that you should have. 
um, you know, the same like here we are. I mean, I, you know, people, uh, you know, I always look at it, I mean, because I'm a little older. I mean, I, I, I didn't get the OG title. I just think for nothing. I, you know, but it's like kids make mistakes. Like, I mean, for that fact, adults make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But I think at some point in time, like, when, as we mature, we got to be able to reach back and acknowledge when it, when kids and, and young adults make mistakes that we don't we don't badger them. You know, we, we coach them up, whether in life, and build them up from that point. I mean, that's even going to say, like, you know, everybody knows about Chalk and the videos and different things like that that he made after he didn't make it. That, that was pure frustration. And unlike most people, I, I pretty much had a relationship with a lot of players that's ever, you know, touched the the, the sticks to playing pro in. So I always took pride in getting to know players on a personal level and, and not just the game. And, uh, you know, I you ask people about some of the things they do or some of the things they say, and, and you know, instantly they would take it back, you know, and, and a lot of things. Just so, you know, you do things based off of if you when you do things based off emotions, you, most of the time you're going to make a mistake. I mean, it's going to happen. But, you know, here we are now. You know, he took his, you know, the park grind, the legend grind and, you know, blew up and, and, and had a newfound fame and a new part of at the game, and, and here he is, is in the draft pool and, and different things like that. And, you know, those are the type steps that you take. You want to do things to stand out. Like it's going to come a point where it's not going to just be about what can you do while holding the controller in your hand. Like, you have to be able to – you have to be an asset in, in a lot of different ways in order to, you know, to, to maintain being relevant. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm going to always push myself to do more and, and to be more. And and I think every every player should have that approach. And, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with stepping outside your comfort zone. I mean, eSports is not just off playing the game. You know, it's, it's a lot of content-driven, sponsorship-driven. You know, you have to – players have to – to be able to sell it. And uh, and I'm talking, and I'm not just saying, like, basically just be, try to be somebody that you're not. But you just have to be open to the fact that you are capable of doing more than what you do. We are, we all are. And if, if you know, if we, you know, it reminds me like one of my OGs used to tell me all the time is, you know, what's, what's, what's the point of having a new suit if you keep it in the closet? And it's basically like, you know, you most of us have hidden talents that most people don't know about or, you know, different things that we want to do, but we're too afraid to do it, you know, because we're worried about what somebody's going to say. And really, like I always used to say, is this, you don't worry about what everybody's going to say. You just worry about what the right people are going to say and how they're going to look at it. You know, most of the time, I you know, I'm, I'm always open to objective opinions and statements because it makes me think and it, it makes me uh, look at myself. I don't I don't put that much energy into worrying about what somebody else is saying to the point that I get distracted from the, from whatever the goal is. 
And I think that happens way too much. You know, so basically, like, you know, just to wrap this up is, you know, be who you are. You know, and understand the room that you're in. Like, all everybody that's competing for the league, you have you have to play competitively on the amateur scene. People have to know who you are. Like, you know, you it show other sides of you. You know, not it does like the game aspect. Yeah, you yeah you is you have to be good. I think um, you know, as far as from the the scene that we're used to seeing, uh, most of the talent it's not too, you know it's a few players here and there that that didn't make the draft pool, but collectively, you know, after this season, it's a lot of it's a lot of talent that uh, eventually is what's going to happen is that you know your resume of what you did why you were in the league is going to still be up there compared to what people are doing in pro Now, what I'm saying is that if you have a player that, you know, play like now, you have players that played in season two that didn't get retained and that are now in the draft pool. And their resume is basically stacking up to what they did in the league versus what you did in pro now, when that happens, now definitely you have to do something to separate yourself because you have one player that played in the league, played on the league bill, know what the, the weekly grind is, the monthly grind is, you know, is accustomed to, to being in the league and how it is. And then versus you have somebody who's a rookie who's never played on the league bill, never played on the stage, not, not really been in the atmosphere of, of playing in the league. And I'm not saying that that player can't get there or probably is not more ready than the other. I'm just saying we have 23 GMs, you know, in the, in, in the league. And every GM, for the most part, you know, I have to say that, yes, a lot of us look at certain things the same, but we're not the same. So you want to be able to catch, capture the attention of one of the 23 GMs in the in the league, that that should be that should be the ultimate goal. Like that's what you have to do if you want to be on a roster. You know, it only takes one to believe in you. But first, you you know you have to believe in yourself and and basically attack everything that I've mentioned throughout this podcast about you know what it takes to to get there and and what you need to do. And I think. Once as a whole we get that understanding, then it won't be so, everybody won't have to be mystified. And basically my reasoning for doing this is is that it's a lot of people who don't know. Like they don't, they literally, they've never heard of, of playing in certain leagues or didn't believe that you had to play in certain leagues. And, um, you know, I speak on basically it just, uh, just to touch on that a little bit more is, you know, I was on Twitter and uh, I was going back and forth with somebody. When they're not going back, you know, everybody know I'm not going back and forth like that. But basically, you know, he was saying there's a lot of players that were successful in the league that didn't play in the league, in leagues and different things like that. And I'm here to tell you, for the most part, it was, it was an instance where basically in season one, you know, everybody who made the draft pool 
they got drafted. So whether you played in the league or not, you got a chance to display your talents. And if you took advantage of that and you were successful, then it was a, it, you benefited greatly from that. And that's kudos to those players. Now, on, now beyond season one, there, that, that probably slims a lot. Because at that point, it was more people in the draft pool that actually were spots that were existed in the league. So that that statement pretty much only exists for season one. You know, beyond season one, it's gonna it's gonna be about your resume and what you're doing in the off season and what you're doing pre draft or post draft if, if you know you don't get drafted or, or anything like that. And the league is gonna stay innovative and keep coming up with with new ways to 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 keep the interest and to keep. You know, the competition going that, you know, will allow players to get into the pros. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's you have to, you know, first of all, if you want to be in the league, believe in the league. Support the league. You know, trust that the league is trying. And, like, once you know that something's not perfect, you you, you, you don't t- attack it negatively. Like, you, it's either, you know, it comes to a point either you add into something are you taking away from it? Or sometimes you're doing simply nothing at all. So, I mean, I think we, you know, we all, part of my reason for, you know, doing this episode was basically I, I feel, and I got the inspiration from from comp, from 2K comp games, because basically I feel like in our in our position, you know, that we have had in the, in the community is that it's like an old responsibility to, you know, new and upcoming players or even some players that's been around is, you know, just to share the knowledge that you do have and the experiences that you've had uh, to help players, you know, w- want to reach this level and, and keep trying it if they have it. Um, be, you know, because, like, uh, unfortunately, it's a reality. You know, even for me, I mean, if I was to, you know, not measure up to what my organization wants and I... And, you know, I was out the door. I mean, it, you know, it happens. You know, and, and you don't quit. Or you don't fold or anything like that. You, you keep pushing. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from your errors. And you keep you keep going. And, you know, and you keep working at it. You don't, like I say, you don't quit and you don't give up. So, I mean, you know, this basically at the end of the day, everybody keep working. You know, I know... Um, you know, people mentioned about not getting interviews and, you know, not having any at this point. We still, it's still time left. It's still, you know, we still have time. So, I mean, you know, you never know what may happen. But you, the one thing about it, nobody wants to, to sit and, and get on Twitter and, um, you know, keep, you know, seeing complaints or, or, or you know, or being, you know, totally objective and and basically crying at the end of the day, you know. You at some point you got to be stand up and and like I said, just say, you know, what can I do to to organically, you know, build my presence more than I have. And I and I think that's critical uh, to to take that approach. If you feel like you're somebody that's getting slept on, or you feel like you 
you know, not as known as other players. You know, the thing about it, I mean, I wish players would look at it that you, you know, sometimes it's your job to learn from other players. You know, not worry about if you're better than, but but learn from them. And, uh, you know, I think it can help you along the way. I mean, but with all that being said, is just basically keep pushing and, and keep grinding. And grinding is not just doing something for a day, a week, a month, or a year. Sometimes it takes years for certain people to, to, to get noticed or, or to, to blow up. I mean, we've all seen stories like that, so it, it exists. I mean, most of us that's in a position, like even, even like myself, we didn't see it. We didn't see it coming. We didn't, and then even when we did, we didn't. We didn't expect nothing. It's about, you know, earning everything. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. I mean, if anybody had an opportunity to meet me or talk to me, or you know, ask me questions or what. I, I like I said, I I judge myself tough. So if anybody has anything to say about me, you know, I listen and try to recognize the truths or some you know some things that I need to learn about myself. But other than that, I'm open to dialogue and to help, and because uh, I constantly want to see improvement. You know, not only. Uh, you know, from myself or from my organization or from my team or my players, but just the community as a whole. And I think uh, everybody that's involved in the league, want, you know, should want the best for the league. And uh, that's truly, you know, how how growth starts is by everybody caring, not just, you know, a few people. And uh, don't let a few bad experiences, you know, or anything like that that you may encounter in the community or, or even from a league player or a coach or GM or, you know, social media. It can be anybody, but don't let any, you know, one bad moment, you know, just have your, you know, where you just have your mind made up about the community or the league or whatever. And, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, that's that pretty much sums it up. You know, like I said, competing in the amateur leagues, Make your presence felt. Build the connections. Learn from other players. And, uh, you know, have the right attitude. And, you know, hopefully things work out for you. But then, like I said, I understand it's, it's a marathon at the end of the day. Uh, so I'd like to, you know, thank everybody who um, hopefully you've learned something from this video. Uh, I'll be putting out more in the future. I'll also be doing some live broadcasts as well. But um, other than that, keep pushing. OG out.